All right, welcome back, everybody. This is the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Thank you so much for everybody tuning in tonight. You guys are still chiming on in, but that's cool. But I want to make sure that I give thanks to all my sponsors tonight. Nick and Ivy Brewing. Jonathan Darren's joining me tonight from the Coldwell Banker Real Estate Group. He's going to be here with me the entire night talking stuff. we got the Megaplex out in Homer Glen. We also have August Dozer and his campaign running for 37th District for Illinois. Susie Sheehan and the State Farm Agency out in Lockport, Illinois. Mark Berardi Law. We also have White Oak Farm Venue, the Cupcake Bakery. We also have uh, the Shack out in Lockport. It's a lot of good stuff, guys. we got a lot of these sponsors here. And I just wanted to say, without these sponsors, we are not able to do this show. So thank you to all those sponsors. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. And we are going live in one, two, three, four. You are listening to 1252 Sports Entertainment. Parental discretion may be advised. Woo! It's about that time. Fat Mike, Chicago Sports. Yeah. Finally here, finally here. Shot City Sports is right here. Updates on news, get it here. The rumors, cause we keep it real. Fat Mike. Sit back, relax, sugar beer, one of them nights. Hey, this is Carmen DeFalco from ESPN Chicago, and you're listening to the Fat Mike Sports Show. Hey, this is Dave Richard from CBS Sports, and you're listening to the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Hi, this is Jesse Rogers from the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Hey, everyone, I'm Scott Merkin, the longtime White Sox beat writer for MLB.com and proud graduate of the University of Michigan. You're listening to me on the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. This is Chuck Arline, and you are listening to the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. It's the Fat. Hey, what's up? This is Greg Braggs Jr. from Braggs in the Stands. You're listening to my guys on the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Boom! Hey everyone, Freddie Huebner from ESPN 1000. Great to be on the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. I'm Dan Zaborski, senior writer for Fangraphs, and you're listening to Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. I'm JJ Stankovitz from NBCSportsChicago.com and the Undercenter Podcast, and you're listening to the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Hey, Sparkle! You know what I listen to? It's the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show with my guy, Fat Mike. If you listen anywhere else, no shock. Listen to Fat Mike. He's the fat. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Here I am tonight, joined... By an amazing sponsor of us here at 122, my guy Jonathan Darren from the Coldwell Banker Real Estate Group. As you can see that awesome flag right back here. John, say hi to everybody. Hey everybody, how's it going? Thanks for having me, man. I really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for joining us, man. It's gonna be a good time tonight. We got a lot to talk about. We're gonna be talking some NCAA action. If you guys aren't watching the NCAA right now, you guys are fucking crazy. I'm telling you, because it's been absolutely nuts since Saturday. The last 10 days have been amazing. We're going to be talking the MLB lockout and all the bullshit that's going on with that. I'm, I'm It's driving me nuts, John. It's killing it's me, bad, man. man. It's absolutely killing me. We're going to be talking about what our new GM said over here at the Chicago Bears, Ryan Polsan. You know, a lot of different things of how he wants to shape this football team. 
And we're also going to be talking about John and what he has going on over at the Jonathan Darren Real Estate Group. So let's get this party started. So, John. Yes. Did you see any of the NCAA action on Sunday, uh, on Saturday? I did not. Oh, man, you're killing me. So, what I, I do know yeah, that yeah. Illinois is in the top 20. They are in the top 20. They are in the top 20. Illinois is killing it right now. Illinois is doing a good job. And I saw Kentucky win last night. So I just missed Sunday. Okay. All right, there you go. Sunday. Okay, so Saturday was unbelievable, man. Saturday was absolutely unbelievable. On Saturday in the NCAA tournament, seven of the top nine, so of the AP top nine, lost. So like Auburn. Auburn, Arizona, Gonzaga, wow. Kansas, Kentucky. It's awesome. Yeah. 30, 30. It, was, it was it was a great Saturday to sit there and watch watch football or watch football. Watch basketball. It was absolutely phenomenal. All right. I sat there all day over at our, our guy, Nick and Ivy, Paul. Yeah. I sat all day over there watching watching basketball. It was it was awesome. It was I couldn't believe it. It all started off with Michigan State beating Purdue. And it would that was like, yes. Because yeah. you know, I just I hate Purdue because of mutual friend that I have <laughs> through the through the podcast stuff. Okay. All right. Through the podcast stuff, he's a big Purdue guy. Greg Braggs, I'm shouting you out, my guy. Pig dog video. What's going on, Mike? You think Loyola makes to the tournament? <clears throat> we'll touch on that. All right. My guy Harry Berg says Duke will make it to the final four. Book it. Duke will not make it to the final Ooh. four. Book it, Harry Berg. That's our betting guy here at 1252. They will not make it to the final four. That's my Coach prediction. K. Coach, Coach K's K. final year. I don't care. Come on. Don't care. He gets bounced early. I'm telling you. Duke does not ah. happen. And I know my buddy, my, my our guy Paul over at Nick and Ivy, he's a big Duke guy. Oh, is he? Yes. Yes, he is. Unfortunately, he's a big Duke guy, which is terrible. <laughs> I don't know do, why. Do you think Illinois will make a run? I think Illinois has the possibility to make a run right now. Yeah, in in the Big Ten, in the Big Ten, they're sitting there. Uh, right, I think they're above Purdue right now. They were tied with Purdue going into last night for that second spot after Wisconsin beat, yeah, beat the brakes <laughs> off of Purdue. And they they really didn't, guys. They really didn't. It was a lucky three, bank three at that. But yeah, it was a great game. But no, dude. Okay, so uh, this is this is. You and I grew up together, John. Oh, All right. Gosh. I mean, seriously, we, we really did. We were, we were yay high. You yes. know what I mean? So we grew up together. And baseball has always been one of those things, like, no matter what clique we were in in high school or grade yeah. school or whatever, like, sure. ever, ever like that, I'd always suit you on, like, John, what do you think about the Cubs? John, what do you think about the White Sox? Yeah. And we'd have that conversation, even when we were 10, 11, 12, yep. 17 years old, yeah. 21 years old, sitting in a bar. With no baseball this year, John, I have been nothing but gung-ho 100% on NCAA basketball, yeah, dude. It's just, been nuts. I've been – I mean, I got goosebumps thinking about it. Yeah. Like, I'm literally I'm literally sitting here. I don't know if I can – I don't know if you guys can see it. <laughs> They're, there. They're there. They, they are there. Yeah. But the, the, the basketball this year since – has been absolutely phenomenal. Watching, yeah. watching the big-name teams, it's such an open race. Watching Kansas, Kentucky, and Auburn, and Gonzaga lose games like that, it's awesome. It's great. Yeah. It's, I, I love the parody, right, in the college basketball, and I, I love the fact that these guys are out there playing every minute of every game, right? You watch the NBA, you know, there's there's some good basketball there too, but it's not the basketball that you get in March Madness. Right. They play every second of right. every game. Right. Down to the wire. That 40 minutes is ridiculous. Yes. That 40 minutes in college basketball is nothing but the best, man. Yeah. I mean, it, it's nothing but balls to the wire. Like you said, it's, it's always – Gung-ho 100% of the time. And a, and a guy like you and I, I think March Madness, kind of those two full days of maybe oh, working or not working. I don't work during that <laughs> shit, man. I don't, I'm I don't, always working. So yeah, no, see, this guy's yeah. a workaholic. I don't work during anything. 
I just sit there and I watch sports. That's my job. But like, what's going on now is like it's starting to become that like like how you said it's starting to become March Madness. Right before the tournament even kicks off, we got the NIT kicking off, the Big Ten tournaments are kicking off. With the ACC tournament kicking off, all these tournaments about to kick off this coming up week to see where these guys get placed. Right. And it's been phenomenal thus far, man. Right. It's been great. Anything can happen because there's so many teams in the mix. Right. Like, look at what happened last night. So, again, last night, another game. Wisconsin, right? Was, well, Wisconsin and Purdue, okay. All right. Although Purdue had the better record, Wisconsin had more conference wins. So that's why they were first in the conference. And that was for the championship of the Big Ten of the regular season. But not only that, TCU, the Horn Frogs, an unranked team, unranked team <laughs> beating Kansas. Now, TCU has been on fucking fire their last two games. Let's be legit. Let's be 100% real. They knocked off Texas Tech on Saturday. Oh, no, they were number 12. Yeah. All right. And then they go out and beat number six or Nine, I think number Still six, top ten team. Number six again, yeah. a top ten team last night, and they knock off Kansas, the Kansas Jayhawks. Big win for TCU. Now get this: this is the best part about it all. This this is what makes college basketball, man. It's a back to back TCU Kansas Jayhawks. TCU, oh, play them now. They play them again tomorrow night, dude. That's gonna be wow. a, such a great game. Kansas going 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 back to say like. Is we got to get our revenge. Is TCU ranked? They are not ranked. So they are just big, ranked. This is just it's just big couple games, and they're they, they they are definitely going to make that sixty four. They're definitely going to make the sixty four. Well, let's watch like, it. They, like they have to. So tomorrow night, TCU has a chance to be like, hey, yeah, we are better than Kansas, the number six ranked six ranked or ninth ranked team in the, in the country. Yeah. Or Kansas City has stuff like, oh, it was a fluke. It was a fluke win. Yeah. After they just lost to Arkansas last week, too. And then we got Arkansas playing again tonight. Arkansas plays LSU. Another great game going on. LSU's no schlub. They're 22 and six or something like that, 23 and six. And Arkansas is Arkansas just beat the brakes off of, uh, off of Kentucky last week with another good game where a guy literally showed his ass while a Kentucky <laughs> player was actually shooting free throws. I didn't see that. Oh, on the stands. Yes, in the stands. Yeah. Guy just sitting there just like full on, full ass. Full blown ass, yeah. In the stands, it was awesome. I love it. Your boy Harry says uh, Kansas is going to win big. Kansas win bigs. Book it. <sighs> Let's see what happens. I, I'm taking. I'm going to take the underdog. I'm going to take TCU. I, I like TCU. I like the Horn Frogs, baby. Horny Frogs. I like them. <laughs> I like them. So, John, like like we were saying, we always re- revert back to baseball. You yeah. and I. And obviously, this week there was a lot of stuff going on yeah. with the baseball news. Obviously, the first two series of the regular season. Have been God. canceled and nixed. What are your feelings on that? Because I know you're a big baseball guy. I know you're a big baseball guy. Yeah, and and for me, I'm I'm a White Sox guy. So right, I know I know you don't Cubs. like that. Right, we're uh, right, there, right there, guys. Go but for me, there. I mean, we're there. Like our team, our team's legit. You know, so I I don't want to see anything get canceled too far out here. I I, I think that the um, the play, I, I I, it's hard to pick a side. Right, but I think that these owners are making money. Oh yeah, so it, it, so it's really hard to not take the player side in all this. But I think that <coughs> the biggest thing for them is like we need to make a deal because they're going to start missing more and more games. And like I just thought about the other day when it was Mar- when March first hit, I was like, oh my god, pitchers and catchers have not right. reported. I'm so used, I'm so excited when that happens. happens. February, yes, dude. I know. Right, right. I'm always so excited when that happens. Right. Being a catcher myself growing right. up, I was like, oh, that, you know, it's just. 
it's just it's super frustrating. I think they're going to figure it out, though. I, I think that there's enough media presence around it that they're going to figure it out. It's just how long does it go? What are your thoughts? So, I mean, well, the thing I want to ask before I answer yeah. that question, when do you think the baseball season actually kicks off? After so, right now, after the first two series being canceled of the year, yeah. Do you think we do you think we have baseball by April first? No, well, obviously well, no, no. I'm sorry, May first. They said have- right now it's April seventh. Would be like the okay. old- right now. Right. Do you 7th. think do you think we have Major League Baseball by May first? I think they I think they figure it out to have it by May first. I think that's going to be the goal. And I think that's what they're going to do. John, I, I really hope you're right. See, it, it, I, I really I, hope I'm right, I, too, because really, I got a Sox I, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, John, like, see, I'm, I'm more like – I'm not the glass you, – you've known me for years, man. I'm not the glass is half full. I'm not the glass is half empty. Yeah. I'm the glass is where it is. Sure. All right, I'm that type of guy where if it, if it's, if it looks like shit, smells like shit, tastes like shit, it is. it's probably shit. shit. You All know right. what I mean? So it's most likely shit. And it's exactly what I think about this this MLB CBA going on the, the the bargaining agreement going on. It's just a mess right now. I don't think we have baseball until June first. Okay, and that's where I sit. I'm, I'm now. That's me being. That's just me being as conservative conservative as I possibly can be. But I don't think we have baseball until June. Do you think that if we if we go to June first, are they? Are they going to extend it? But it's hard to extend. No, you can't, it, extend. you can't you extend. Because if you extend, you're, you're eating games. They're canceling games. It'll be from. From June 1st on, whatever the regular season schedule will be. And that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Harry Berg chimes in. Billionaires fighting with millionaires doesn't make sense at all. Shaking my head. And Harry, right. he's right to a point. Yeah. All right. And it's, it's, but I was just the saying, players this. signed this agreement before. Right. All right. And now they're trying to take stuff back and the owners don't want to give it back. Right. All right. Now, whatever it be, whether, whether it be the, 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 the manipulation of the, the, the service agreements, uh, the, t- the time service agreement where it's like, you know, hey, we're going to keep Chris Bryant down for two extra yeah. weeks because we get an extra year of eligibility and contract yeah. control of them. That's bullshit. Right. All right. So now they're trying to take that back and the owners don't want to give that away. Right. And now there's also a big money discrepancy there, too. You well, know, yeah. so I mean, that saves them a ton of money. millions yeah. across the board. Right. And there was a report- and it's and it's and that person then is a free agent just one year later. So. That type of stuff, though, I, I get where the owners are coming from on that, and that, and I, I think that they don't, they just don't want to be taken advantage of because they did have those couple of years where, but everybody struggled those during those years. The thing and, is, and like Harry said, right. billionaires right. are struggling. There, I think the biggest thing is everybody knows how much money they make. Right, they're trying to say that they don't make this money. Right, so like as a business owner, at my, myself, right. I, I feel like eventually they have to figure that out because the players not playing. Like they're not gonna go get a bunch of scrubs, like right. and do the replacements, right? Because like that would hurt the game. There are plenty of guys out there that can play the game, but not to that level. Right, and this this is the thing. Like you just you just you just re- uh, reiterated that you're a business owner, you're a small business owner. So yeah. am I. Okay, with here with twelve fifty two, with here at Dogpile and stuff like sure. that. All right, now I don't make as much money as the New York Yankees do, but <laughs> you can technically say that they're a small business. All right, that you can really say that they're they're a part of a they're not Amazon. They're they're, they're a part of a league. Well, they're <laughs> a part of a league. They're a part of a, a an institution that is d- divided up into thirty two parts. Sure. To where they are a small business, just because they have the big name of New, the New York Yankees, doesn't necessarily cut them out of it being a small business, right? All right. So now this is my this is this is the thing that pisses me off. 
you, these small, these quote unquote small businesses can't treat themselves like small businesses in this aspect of things. Right. You're still making billions of dollars. And you're right. worth that. Right. You're yeah. worth that. When I'm going to a ballpark and I'm paying $8 for a hot dog, $13 for a beer, $40 for parking. And then if I want to buy a hat, it's twice normal value that I would buy it over at fucking lids. Right. I mean, there has to, there has to be some, some, kind of some give and take here. Right. All right. Now the, the players, the players, I understand their aspect where it's okay. They want the minimum, the, the minimum, the player minimum to go up, which should be. Yeah, I mean, I think it should yeah. be because these minor so leaguers, I, I mean, listen, so. dude, I was never good to make it to the minor leaguers, the minor leagues. I was never good. All right. Uh, you, I don't know. You may have been, eh. right? but, who, but who knows? You yeah. know what I mean? Who right. knows? When it boiled down to it, would you be able to live off the wages that these guys are making that play for the Juliet Jackhammers? Would you be able to live off the wages that are playing for the Kane County Cougars? No. No. You can't. No. It's impossible to live off of unless your aspect and your dream and your aspect and your full-on intuition is to become a major leaguer to where you can give yourself all of 100% of yourself to that aspect. Yeah. You can't fucking do it, dude. It's impossible. Right. It's impossible. But I think what the, the general public and the general baseball fan struggles with is like these guys are still making even the minimums, they're making great money. Right. Not that not those leagues, but like right. if you're the bullpen catcher, right. you're making you're making yeah, half you're a million making, bucks. Yeah, exactly. So like it, it's that's the hard part on the other side of it. But I think ultimately they're going to the game is too good right now. I mean, it's long. It <laughs> but is it's long. too good right now. They have a lot of people, good people in place. They they have to figure this out. Well, that's the other thing. I, that's that's the other argument that I have, that, and that's the only argument that I have for not only the players but also the owners as well. Every single one of the other four major league sports—hockey, basketball, football, and soccer—or whatever you want to call it, sure. whatever you want to call the major four—they've all made changes. Yes. All right, drastic changes to the game to make it more viewable for the youth. Make it more viewable to the the occasional fan of the game. Yeah. All right. And baseball hasn't done dick besides a time clock in the minor leagues, leading off extra innings at second base, like ghost or this. Hey, get the fuck out of here. You got to make changes. Yeah. Now with the NFL, we've seen how many changes: protecting the quarterback, protecting wide receivers, the kickoffs, this, that, the other yeah, thing. They want the scoring up. And yeah. They want the scoring up, and scoring up brings more viewership because it's more fun when a game's fucking 38 to 33. It you also I mean? brings fantasy points. Exactly. Come on. exactly, and that's a big thing. Yeah. And ba- that's that's red zone. Thing. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And that's one thing that baseball is definitely lacking is they haven't done anything for the game to adjust to appeal to a younger network of Besides people. Besides hide changing the baseball? Right, exactly. Why I mean, are we hiding it? Right, play it, do it. If you're going to yeah. make these changes, do it. See if it works. If it doesn't work, we all bitch about it for a season, and then you go back to it and do it the next right. year. Fuck it, don't worry about like it. Like the PI. And, right, and then now yeah, they got like this, this thing where their pitcher comes in, he has to stay a minimum of three batters after the starters take it. It's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. It's I, a joke. Yeah. It's... It's it's messing with the game. They got to figure it out. But I don't. I think it starts with like who's in charge and right. who's helping. The commission is not helping right. any of this. And I know that I know there was teams that uh, today that, that have come out there like we don't care. Let's fucking play. Like like oh, legit. I saw like Rizzo like all yeah, one Rizzo, like actual all teams teams. Yeah. teams. They were like we don't fucking care. We want to get the shit going. I think that's the Red Sox, Yankees. Cubs. Uh, I was just gonna uh, say Angels were one of those teams. The Mariners, who's a shit show fucking team yeah. and has been for 10 years, were like, we just want to fucking play. Right. You know what I, I mean? I think that and now I knew where you were going with that. Is I thought that a lot of the major market, B 
big time right. Dodgers, you know, that, right. that want to play because they just want butts in the seats and they, and they have the money. Yeah. It's like the Rays and these other teams that are like, oh, like we got to hang on to. The right. Well, it's, well, the, you got to understand too, though, like, the, like they kept on bringing up the Pirates. Well, why is it okay for the Pirates to tank every single year with a minimum <laughs> amount of salary cap going to their players when literally I saw a thing the other day? What I saw a thing today where it was, what the fuck was it? It was something along the lines of every, for a snap, for, for one game played, one of the NFL quarterbacks made more money than the entire Pittsburgh roster does. <laughs> Pittsburgh Pirates roster does. That's wild. Like, it's like, yeah. are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's insane. And, like, you can't have that. No. Or you can't have that. All right. Bring a lottery in or something like that. You got to do something to change the game of baseball to where it makes it more appealing to the youth. Yeah. More. That's that's the main thing. Yeah. And I, honestly, no, I'm not being, uh, we'll get off the baseball topic here in a second. But that's that, that's one thing that really that really strikes me is is this John is with 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 baseball the MLB I think it all stems from way down the line yeah and I mean that like when I'm when I'm talking it doesn't it's not minor leagues it's not single A affiliate it's not the Joliet Slammers the the Crestwood Flyers or I think it starts at nine and ten years old literally I seriously do because the way the way Travel ball has just completely engulfed little league baseball. It's ridiculous. That's a tough parents. It, you have a whole show on that. It, I really fucking could, man, because yeah. it, what it boils down to is parents, right? Is that you know? I mean, I'm not a parent. You are I a am. parent. Yeah. All right. But in ten years, if your son's, you know, if you think your son's the next coming of Derek Jeter and he doesn't make the fucking number one team. Well, I'm, I'm gonna start, start my, my own, own team. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm gonna start my own team. Yeah, and then you know it's 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 one of those it's it's a snowball effect from down down low. Back when you and I played, you right. had to make the team. You had one team, and you had to make it. If you didn't right. make it, then you just you played wreck, and then you tried again next year. Right. But there was one travel team. There was one. Now it's if your kid's not good enough, you're starting your own league. Right. And then and you're you're doing another travel team, so it's just so diluted. So now every team's got one good player instead of right. like nine. Right. To go play the next town. And listen, parents, <laughs> your kids are not going to be Derek Jeter. Your kid sucks. Okay? Your kid is – he's trash. All right? There's a reason why he didn't make that fucking Little League team, that Little League travel team. It's because he can't hit a fucking curveball. Okay? That's the reason why. Or he can't field the fucking ball and he can't catch the ball with two hands because your kid blows. That's why he's not on a team. All right. So there you go. There's the answer to everything. We I just, just solved it. We just saved a whole show. Right we just there. solved it. Yeah. yeah. We just saved Consolation it. Trophy we solved everybody. it. We yeah. solved it. So, really quick, guys, before we come, we're going to take a quick little break. And uh, when we come back from the break, we're going to sit down with John, hear a little bit more, talk about what he has going on over at the Coldwell Baker Real Estate Group. So, you guys hang tight. And uh, yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about what's going on in today's sports as well. So, on that note, we'll be right back. Stay tuned, motherfuckers. <laughs> Hello, this is Paul from Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. We are located at 1026 South State Street in historic downtown Lockport, Illinois. We are very excited to be partnering up with the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show as well as the 1252 brand 
because we are one of the few Chicagoland breweries that embrace sports and sports culture. Come in for a fresh brewed beer made right here in Lockport while catching the game of your favorite team. Stay for the live music that we have booked every weekend. Or just come for a cozy atmosphere to enjoy a good conversation with a friend, loved one, or complete stranger. Nick and Ivy makes you feel right at home no matter what the occasion is. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. Visit our website for our up-to-date tap list or to go shopping on our online store at nickivybrewing.com. That's N-I-K-I-V-Y brewing.com. Come in today for fresh brewed beer born and raised in Lockport, Illinois. Hi, I'm Jonathan Darren, licensed real estate broker with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group in Homer Glen. Are you looking to buy or sell? Have you been disappointed in the past? The Jonathan Darren team with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group focuses on providing you with a concierge level of service during the process of buying or selling. We are a service-oriented team with a fresh and professional approach to selling real estate. Our goal is to combine knowledge, skills, and passion to exceed our clients' expectations, and most of all, we truly care. We are a knowledgeable real estate team focused on offering expertise and innovative solutions for our clients. The Jonathan Darren team has five full-service real estate brokers and a dedicated full-time marketer servicing all of Chicagoland. We will customize a detailed plan around your timeline for a sale, purchase, investment, estate, or other needs. Real estate transactions can be stressful, but don't need to be. Let us handle it for you. Visit our website, homesbyjdt.com, or call 708-308-1938 today. Expect better in real estate. Choose the Jonathan Darren team. Megaplex Sports Complex is a 78,000-square-foot center filled with hardwood and turf. They have baseball rentals with batting cages, softball, soccer, lacrosse, gymnastics, cheerleading, cornhole, basketball, volleyball, and pickleball. It also features a bar and grill with the best pizza and beef sandwiches around. They cater to events such as birthdays, graduations, corporate parties, as well as memorabilia shows. Check them out at Megaplex Sports Complex, 15301 South Bell Road in Homer Glen, 708-966-4210. My name is August O'Neill Dozer, and I am running for the 37th state rep, which incorporates New Lenox, Mokina, Lockport, Frankfurt, Orland, Tinley, and Homer Glen. I stand for pro-life, pro-Second Amendment, pro-education, pro-police, and pro-vets. I believe that we should have a card for the vets, and they could go for service at any hospital or facility in the state of Illinois because they deserve it. My father and grandfather were Chicago policemen, and you can see them on my website at www.deuser.us. I was a police officer, and I went back to school and became a teacher of students with emotional conditions. I have been on the front line for 30 years. We need to change the culture of politics in Illinois. If you elect me, I will do my best to change the culture. I have integrity going into the job and can't be persuaded to follow the status quo. Visit my website at www.deuser.us. All right, so we're back, and we're back with again my guy over at over at Coldwell Baker Real Estate Group, Jonathan Darren. You can see his awesome flag right behind us. They're hung up, kicking ass, doing his thing. So, John, I want to talk to you. You you hung out with me here, sitting here talking sports for like the last half an hour. Yes. I appreciate that. Sorry no, I, about that, dude. I love right. sports. But Come it's on, good. that's it's how good. we we and met. That, and that, that's that, that, that's one thing that I want to like. 
introduced to everybody that hangs out with us. And, you know, like we had Paul on a few weeks ago. Yeah. He's not just a beer guy. He's a normal fucking dude. Yeah. And same thing with you. All right. You are a normal guy. You just have an awesome profession. You sell yeah. houses. Yeah. And actually tonight you came on over early tonight to help my wife and I. Legit. Yeah. This is no bullshit, guys. Yeah. John came over early tonight. I bought a pizza from Phil's Pizza out in Oakland. I'm going to give him a shout out. Phil's Pizza. Good pizza, Phil. Fucking great pizza. Yeah. Great pizza out in Oakland. Phil's Pizza. Make sure you guys go there. But I came on. I had you come on over here. Yeah. Hang out and take a look at our house because my wife and I are looking to sell the house. But John, how did you even get involved into the real estate game? Oh, man. How did it even happen? <laughs> what What exactly happened? So actually, I, I work for a, a family owned franchise of Caldwell Bank, a real estate group, which is through my family. But I always said I'm never getting involved. Mm-hmm. Never going to do it. Never want to be around the family business. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Nope. Yeah, not so doing it. I went to uh, Eastern Illinois. Paul has did as well. Um, and uh, studied business management. And out of there, started a retail job. Didn't like it at all. And then quickly said, hey, family business. Can I just get something for the meantime? Blah, blah, blah. Right. Started a uh, internet leads department for them. Uh, Cobble Banker Real Estate Group. And then quickly... From there, it was like, no, no, the money's, you know, and, and my passion would be in actually selling and helping friends and family. Right. Like, do this. Right. Not just, like, work in the back end. I actually want to do this for a living. So I kind of learned the business backwards. And then from there, was able to build my business into creating a team. So the Jonathan Darren team now is not only me, but I have five other agents working with right. me and a full-time marketer. And that's what I was going to say. You you have quite a bit of help helping you out over there on yes. the team. You got you, you completely fortified a whole team of to help you sell home. Yeah, I think that that's the biggest thing now, Mike, is, you know, things are in the market that we're in in real estate wise. And, you know, listeners, I'm not sure how many people are have their finger on the pulse, but it, it is it's a crazy market out there right now. So it's really important to have like a true professional that does it full time. And with as busy as we've gotten over the years, it was important for me to continue to grow my team. Right. So that we had people that could service. So like if I obviously I was coming here tonight for this right. and for that. But like if I couldn't make it on an appointment, I have five other people that right. know exactly what they're doing. They're all trained and, and know the whole process of it. So right. it, it's nice that if a house popped up tomorrow and I'm booked with, you know, Paul showing right. him a house, right. you can go out with Stephanie, Pat, right. John, and they'll take you and, and go and, and, and see that, that. And that, that's great, man. That, that's absolutely phenomenal. So like in like tonight, like too, like guys, just so you know, I've been bugging John for like the last six months saying that I want to get the fuck out of Cook County. And that, that's that's a legit statement. Like that 100%. I'm being 100% transparent with you guys. And I've been like, hey, man, I want to get out of Northwest Indiana. And I, I, I want to get out of Cook County. I want to move out to Northwest Indiana. He's like, dude, I got a guy. I have this. I have that. So anywhere yeah. you guys are looking to go, this is the guy you need to call. We played his commercial earlier. And we're going to give him more, more, more props up a little bit later, too. But this is the guy you need to call because he's going to be helping me out personally. Again, and I can't wait for it. So yeah, we could talk about you a little bit when I'm showing houses. <laughs> right. We could talk sports. Yeah, but, I'd be like, oh, fat Mike, you know that guy? He's a degenerate. Yeah, I know he's terrible. But I think the biggest thing before we hop back into sports is like it is like a for real thing, and for right. us, like it's it's a client for life. Like having you right. and Mags out to our socks. And that's what I was going like to say that. too. Like, like it's you you have this. That's what I think I was just going to touch on too. You, every year you do this. Oh yeah. So give a little elaborate about that a little bit too. Tell us exactly what you do for your previous customers and your upcoming customers. Right. So we try to throw events throughout the year to get in contact because if every person I sold the house to said, "Hey, you want to come over and have a beer?" Mm-hmm. I would never be home and have no life. Right. right. Um, so what we try to do is have. I can I can fill that role. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to be the marketing guy? Here we I, go. No, I can just be the beer drinking guy. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
what we try to do is have, you know, events throughout the year where we can actually give back to the people that have, have used us, right. like have used our services. We're giving back to you. So our biggest event is a White Sox tailgate. Right. So which, which you saw. Yes. Firsthand, which is fucking I mean, awesome. Yeah. It's it's full blown. Like if you buy or sell a house with us, you will be invited to this event. We will have a full blown tailgate. I think last year we had just shy of 300 people there. We take care of the tickets, the hot dogs, that everything before the game. Right. And then you have your ticket. You go in and the rest is on you. But it's a day of fun. I mean, yeah. you don't even need to go to the game. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> to be honest. But, but we do and we enjoy it. And it, it gives something like that was my daughter's first White Sox game. My oldest. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's cool? awesome. Yeah. That's cool. So just awesome. cool things like that. And we've seen so many people like, I've never been to a White Sox game. Or I've never like people that aren't even into sports, which wouldn't be this crowd. Right. But, but the people that aren't even into sports, <laughs> like it's something for them to do as right. a family. And well, we get to see them. And not only that, though, John, but like the the party that the part. And this is again, it's it's un unannounced, un you know, undone to you. Yeah. All right. But the White Sox have a really good thing going there where they make it yes. family friendly. And I'm you you know I know yeah. I am Cubs not a White Sox fan. I am a Cubs fan 100 percent of the way. But when I went to that that event that you guys threw, the customer appreciation day that you yep. guys had. I had so much fucking fun just hanging out in the parking lot, and people were like, "Oh my god, Fat Mike's here!" Yeah, and they, I'm sitting there taking pictures and having there's a, there's a couple pictures with me and a couple uh, a couple uh, hot moms that were sitting there that houses <laughs> from you, and we're, I'm sitting there I'm like, "This is awesome, you know, this yeah. is great," and it was you know it was a fun time just to sit there. Two hours, three hours before the game even starts, we're sitting there. You guys are grilling up hot dogs, dishing out beers. You guys got the vodka up on the rack. Did you make it in the? The big tour bus that we had. I did. That tour bus was awesome. Yeah, yeah. That, that thing was badass. Yeah, and it was like seriously, it was so much fun just being there with everybody and just like I appreciate you inviting my wife and I, my yeah, family. Absolutely. It was it was a lot of fun, and you know it was it was it was Paul over at Nick and Ivy again that came on out with us. Him and his yeah, wife. He brought his, a cooler beer. His kid T, and yeah. uh, I mean it was so much fun just being a part of that type of aspect of thing because that's something that you can't do at Wrigley. Right. You can't seriously park a fucking tour bus out front and just grill up all day. And it was a lot of fun that you guys invited us, and I really do appreciate it. That was a, that was a really great well, time. Well, thanks for coming. We'll do it again. I can't wait, man. I can't wait. If they play. If they play. If the fucking MLB gets their shit straight. All right? If they get if their not, stuff. not, we'll just show up in the parking lot and just do the tail. Yeah, just, yeah, I'm cool with that, So too. either way, yeah. And then we'll, we'll call us. We'll help you find We'll do it. Well, you know, let me, let, me, uh, let me rephrase my buddy Jeff Schwartz. I'm going to hashtag him this after it's all done. My buddy Jeff Schwartz, he's a part of 1252 here. Yeah. Um, he's actually he's a great dude. Do you remember? Well, you don't remember. You and I don't remember. We just we just know the story of disco demolition. Okay, yeah. All right. Well, him and Steve Dahl, all right, Jeff Schwartz and Steve Dahl were the ones that orchestrated disco demolition oh, at Chemiskey Park. There so you go. like they so, so you know, they're in. Right. He's in, he'll be in, he'll come, he'll fly out <laughs> just for shits and giggles to blow up some more shit at, at Comiskey. All right, what do they call the cell? What the fuck is that stadium called now? It's guaranteed rate. Oh, okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah guaranteed rate. There yeah. we go. There we go. They've switched their names so many times. Wrigley Field's been Wrigley Field since, you know, I don't know, 1908. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean. Hopefully guys, they don't have to wait so long to win You guys again. keep on changing your team, your 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 stadium name, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, you hopefully don't have to wait so long to win again. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, so now we're on to the Bears news, guys. And Bears news, I loved what Ryan Pohl said over his last presser. It gives it now a couple weeks ago when we hired Ryan Poles and everybody was like, oh my God, this guy, you know, Everflus and 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 Poles and yada yada yada. It was going back and forth. Like yeah. nobody was really really 
like really set on it. Yes. Like nobody was like, yeah, "Yeah, we got our guy. You know what I mean? I have that feeling too, but Uh, yeah, I did, but I I still do. uh, I I feel like hearing him talk, um, you know, I feel like there's just more honesty in the room. I feel like the last regime was just so like, yeah, like this is great. Everything's roses when you know it's not right. Like stop telling us it's roses. It's not right. Whereas now I just feel like, there's a little <laughs> bit more transparency. It's a former, you know, offensive lineman. He's kind right. of like knows the game that way. Um, I don't know, though, Mike. What's your thoughts? Well, I mean, you you literally just hit on the main point that I was going to talk about. Now, it's a, the Bears, we all know that the Bears are going to – I was on my guy's podcast a couple weeks ago, the Bear Down Report with, with Ryan Dangle and Brandon Chagru. Uh, the, and uh, J-Dub, these guys are fucking awesome. If you guys don't listen to those guys, listen to the Bear Down Report because they're fucking awesome. All right. <laughs> But um, and I was lucky enough to be a guest on their show, and they had me out here nice. talking about the same exact thing that we're talking about now. All right, what are you optimistic about? What are you pessimistic about? Like, what are you like worried about? Okay, so like, and I was yeah. like, okay, listen, the Bears have notoriously been cheap. They're right. not going to hire the guy. They're not going to hire a guy of, I don't even want to say it, but like, they're not going to hire a guy of like Bill Belichick stature because they want to pay. They don't want to pay that money. Right. All right, so that's where I'm saying Bill Belichick because he's won this many Super Bowls. Right, so he's proven where, yeah. right? Right. All right, they're not going to hire that guy, but they will hire a new guy. We've seen it time and time before: Matt Nagy, Mark Trestman, John Fox after a Super Bowl win, yeah. after you know whatever. All right, we had who was the other shit stain that we had before those guys? Oh, before them? Yeah, no. Well, it was Lovey, Lovey before oh, that. It was Lovey Trestman. Trestman. John Fox and, and Matt Nagy. Nagy. All right, so God, oh, did you rank those? Oh gosh, <laughs> sweet Pete. All right, and then you can go. You can even go back to the GMs too, Phil Emery, and then uh, Jerry, uh, Jerry Angelo, Jerry Angelo oh. was a part of that a little bit. But you could also go to with the, the last guy that we had, Ryan Pace. Yeah. All right, so it's one of those things where it's like I'm really touchy on it. But the thing that I like about Ryan Poles is this: is what you exactly just said. He's a football guy, John. Yep. All right. He's played the game. Undrafted free agent for the Chicago Bears, offensive lineman, knows what an offensive lineman is supposed to look like, knows the game of football. And that's one reason why I like this kid. Right. All right. He's, he's only a couple years older than us, man. Dude, I know. He's what, 35? He's a year older than us. Yep. It's All right. Crazy. You know, it's, what the fuck is that? I mean, could you imagine being. I've always thought it'd be great sitting there playing med and be like, let me yeah, be the GM yeah. of the Bears. You know what I mean? Yeah. This kid's fucking living our dream, you know? Yeah, he is. But I think I think just hearing that like press conference that you and I right. were talking about, I just feel like he is he's got a staff around him too, which is big. We right. never heard about that with the last year. He's like, oh, like a scouter here, or there. Like this guy is like, I'm willing to delegate to right. people that know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> rather right. than just like I'm I know everything. Me and Matt know right. everything. It's it's more like we're creating this this you know business of scouting and all that right. stuff. So I do like hearing that stuff, but I hope we're just not drinking the Kool Aid. No, and you know, but you know, it's different. It's yeah. something new that we haven't seen here in ever. Now, right. I'm not saying forever. I'm saying in ever. Right. We've never seen that before. A GM come in here and be like, "This is the way this shit's gonna run," and that's why when the Bears passed on Chris Ballard for the Indianapolis Colts, I know we got a lot of prospects from the Colts with Everflu, Everflu, yeah. and. A lot of their guys coming here on the defensive Could've side of the ball. Before. All right. Yeah. But that's one thing that I absolutely love about Chris Ballard from the Indianapolis Colts. You've seen week 17, the very first, before the playoffs kicked off, he said in a press conference, 
I'm not here to talk about why we got our asses kicked by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right. Word for word, word. verbatim. Yeah. What he said. Right. If they win that game, the Colts win that game, they're in the playoffs. For sure. It's it's it, they're it's done. Yeah. They end up getting fucking trounced by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ooh. He comes out pissed off. And now it's like we don't know if he even said we don't know if we're keeping on to Carson Wentz. Yeah. That that's what the fuck I want out of my GM. And if the Ryan Poles, I feel like he has that demeanor a little bit. Yeah. He already said today, he's like, we need to get uh we need to get lighter and faster on the offensive line. Right. So what does that mean for Tevin Jenkins fat ass? <laughs> You know what I mean? What does that mean for you know uh, Daniels, James Daniels? I don't think. I think the thing is, is I don't think he cares. I mean, you got to work with what you have, but I I don't think he cares. I think right. this thing is just like you got to you got to go. You got to go. You got to fix it. Yeah, like you got to fix it. Yeah. And you know, Kaplan said today earlier today he was talking uh, David Kaplan. In fact, I actually I actually was sitting there chatting with him before he came on by. I like but David. Dave, Dave's great too. He uh, I love him. He he's a hard on at times, but I love him. He's a, he's he's very. Uh, He's very stern and very, um, uh, very set in his ways. But I love David Kaplan. He's a great dude. I love him to a T. All right. But him and I were earlier on today on the Cap and Jay Hood show. He said he's like, listen, I remember this story with Alex Brown when Lovey Smith came in. Lovey Smith gave Alex Brown a call. He's like, what do you weigh? He's like, well, I'm, he's like, I'm at two eighty five. He's like, I need you to get down to two sixty. And just hung up. I guess Alex Smith it was at, at that point sitting there at his pool drinking a Corona. Dumped the beer out and said, I need to go for a jog. And that's exactly what we need here. Yeah. All right, we need that type of facilitator to run this team. That's yeah. exactly what the Bears need. If Tevin Jenkins' fat ass is overweight with a bad back, chances are, listen, I'm a fat dude. I got a bad back. If you're a fat shit, you got a bad back. Chances are because you're a fucking fat shit. You know yeah. what I mean? So go out and lose those pounds. But the Bears are right, and I see what he what I, I can understand what he means by saying, excuse me, on the offensive side of the ball that we need to be lighter and faster. Right. Do you understand what that means? Yeah. On the offensive line, you got to be able to throw those screen passes. You got to be able to have that out. You got to be able to have with a quarterback with Justin Fields who can run like right. Lamar Jackson, who can run like Justin, or like that can run like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Who can run? Again, this is not going to be in comparison, but like Danny Dimes, he can run. Yeah. All right. You got to be able to quick to give blocks. And if that offensive line is slow and fucking immobile, you're, this offense is going to be in a rut. I think it's about building the team, right? Rather than like, ooh, we can go sign this guy, right? And then everyone, all the fan base, is going to be happy because we signed <coughs> this guy. We signed that guy, but you could have signed three guys, right? That helped the team, right? So if you you know if we think that that Justin Fields is the guy, which fingers crossed, hopefully, right, hopefully he is. He is. Right. I mean, at this point, he's got to be right. So if he feels like he's the guy, like how can we make him better? And obviously, this guy's going right. You know, Ryan's going to be offensive line, but I also think I'm hearing a lot about wide receiver too, right? And 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 you know, it's quick to everybody say that Alave, right? Like let's go get yeah. Alave because well, yeah. like they're seeing the Joey Burrow and, 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 and Chase, and, uh, yeah, uh, Jamar Chase, Chase. right? So right. they're seeing that, which is like, yeah, that's cool. Like, my, well, yeah, I'll take yeah. some of that. <laughs> Come in here and already have a repertoire with your wide receiver as right. your number one. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. But like, let's not trade the world for him. Let's right. let's remember what we're trying to do here. Right, and that's. I hope that he, I hope that he limits himself to that. Like, hey, let's not take. There's always those teams that take the best guy available, right? That they don't need. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Like a tight end. It, well, like, okay, like this is the best yeah. guy available. We have to take him. Right. No, you don't. 
you got to fill your need first. Right. And the Bears, like I, I've been saying it over and over and over again over the last couple of weeks, they have holes on both defense and offense. I, I feel it's, like for for the Bears this year, like there's holes everywhere. So it is almost like the best available, right? right? I mean, because like there's just a lot of holes. In a way, yeah. yeah in, in, a way. in a way. In a way, right. yeah. You're right. You're right. I mean, they need to save Maybe not with the their first pick because they don't have a first-round pick. They don't have a first-round pick. Like, they got a two. They got a two. A three, possibly two threes if Allen Robinson leaves. No four, a five, and two sixes, or two fives and a six. I feel like watching that presser, though, and just seeing him, because he is so new to this, like being in the spotlight. Right. He's used to in the combine. He's in the back. I feel like he knows. Like he knows. Like he right. knows what he wants to do. I he's got to so. stand up there and answer all these questions, and it's like, uh, you don't really know what I'm going to do. But I, I think he's got a pretty good idea. I've joked around, John. Like I really have. I've joked around where it's like it's sad – but I mean, I'm not too far off the off the beaten path when I say this. It's sad to know that there is tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people playing Madden football right now that can run a better can run a team better than the Chicago Bears have ran over the last three years. <laughs> and sad. I mean that. It is. I, I I truly mean that. Now you're going to lose Allen Robinson. You're going to lose Akeem Hicks. Yeah. Fine. All right. Okay, whatever. You're gonna see. You're gonna lose Danny Trevathan. You're gonna lose Alec Butcher. You're gonna see a bunch of new faces. For the people that think the Bears are gonna go fucking eleven and six next year, just don't. Just stop. No, we gotta build it. Yeah, you gotta build this team. I expect them to suck again next year. I wanted them to suck the last two years and keep on to their picks. Yeah. All right, yeah. to fill out their fill out these holes. Well, we traded them all away anyways. So, exactly. Yeah. But here we and that's that's exactly what it boils down to. We got our guy Mike Corona just got home from work. This video is the perfect company for my netly poop. Thank you, Mike Corona. <laughs> I love you, buddy. Love this guy. I appreciate you. This guy always chimes in with some always good shit. Mike Corona, thank you, man. Literally shit. Yeah, I'm literally. Serious. Literally shit. Mike Corona, you're you're my guy, buddy. But like all these guys, you know, it's it's one of those things, man. The Bears are in in as as much as we've said it over the past couple of years, John. They're in a purgatory. Yeah, like they, they can't win, they can't lose. They're sitting in fucking mediocrity. Yeah, and that's what sucks about this team. We need it to go either one way or the other way. Right. And right now, as this team sits, it needs to suck. Yeah. It needs to suck next year to where we can get that pick because this year's draft class is not all that good outside right. of the top. 15. Do you feel like your quarterback's good enough, though, to make you, See, like, a, I mean, you're probably not going to go to number one pick. That's you know? such a good question, man. It, it really is. Because, like, you don't want him to get killed either. Right. You don't want him to get fucking annihilated. Like, like, like you have to, at least I feel this way, like, you have to root for him now. Like, we did. Yeah. Yes, the last regime regime did that, but, like, we have to root for him now well, because. We, well, the thing, it's different. It's different than drafting Mitch, moving up and drafting Mitchell Trubisky. Okay, right. from all North in. Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's different. Okay, because nobody saw Mitch Trubisky at North Carolina. Right. Everyone saw no, Justin what he's did. Everybody right. saw Justin Fields at Ohio State. Okay, right. that's the difference. We know what Justin Fields is capable of. Yeah. Okay. The thing is, this is what you said. Do you, can I feel one hundred percent going all in on Justin Fields? Yes, I can. But that being said, you cannot give him an evaluation based off of last year. No, you can't. All right. There are two things <clears> – excuse me, guys. There are two things that I said that you can grade Justin Fields on, all right, from last year. One is his happy feet. Yeah. And two is turning the ball over. He had 24 turnovers last year, 12 fumbles, 12 interceptions. 
That's not good enough. No. All right. Those, but you cannot give him a full blown evaluation. Exactly. Yeah. You cannot give him a full blown evaluation underneath the shit old line that he was under. No Allen Robinson. Cole Komet not being able to catch a fucking pass. It, I mean, it goes all yeah. over the place. David sure. Montgomery being hurt. So that, that equals no run game, so on and so forth. I mean, it goes down the line. This year here is where you can actually grade Justin Fields. Well, you're gonna have to because this, you have this, to. these people. Are, it's his full this year. Staff this year. is in place. Right. They're not going anywhere in a year. Right. They're they're not. I mean, it's, we're not the Houston Texans. It, uh, right. But, but they're not going anywhere. So he's gonna be paired with these guys and like let's see what we do going right forward. And that's what we got to get to, man. And hopefully the Bears can figure this out. God, because listen, so. you dude, I'm a diehard bear fan. I, I really am. I bleed fucking blue and orange to the point where like it drives me nuts. Like it really does. Like yeah. it, it, oh my god, John, it pisses me off. I, mean, I know I watch your show. It, 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 <laughs> it pisses me off. So, guys, before we go here, really quick, we got a couple more words from a couple more of our sponsors, and we're gonna hop back in and give you the Tish segment, which is today in sports history. So we will be right back. You guys just hang tight. And, uh, yeah, we'll get right back to you guys. All right? Be good. My name is... Hey, Susie, thanks for hooking... Hey, Susie, thanks for hooking me up with the Fat Mike Markdown on my insurance rates at State Farm. This is awesome. No, 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 Mike. The Fat Mike Markdown is not a real thing. I don't believe that for a second. Let me repay you the favor and tell you and all my friends about the Fat Mike Markdown. (laughs) Okay, well, that's just fine, considering that State Farm just gives everyone surprisingly great rates. You heard it here first, folks. So give Susie Sheehan over at State Farm Agency a call and ask for the Fat Mike Markdown. It's the best. (laughs) For the real deal, give us a call at 815-306-0184 or go to suzysheehan.com to request a quote. My team at the Susie Sheehan Agency is here to help with all of your insurance needs for auto, home, and life. And we service Illinois and Indiana. Also, if you mention the Fat Mike Markdown, $10 will be donated to a local charitable organization through our Quotes for Good program in your name. Remember, that's 815-306-0184 or suzysheehan.com. Thanks so much. Get on it, everybody. Woohoo! Real estate is hot right now, and you need an attorney to handle all of this. My guy, Mark Ferrardi, does this all day long. He's a straight shooter. There's no fancy language. He's just to the point. And he and his team get the deal done. There's no BS. He also does estate planning, trusts, wills, and power of attorney. He has great reviews up and down the board from a ton of happy clients. For him and his big team, they're all just down to earth and normal people as much as he is. You will not be disappointed you went with him. He's located in Homer Glen and New Lenox and handles real estate all over Illinois. There's no place too far, so give him a call today at 708-942-8030. Again, that's 708-942-8030. Or look him up online at Mark Ferrardi and Associates. Honey, will you marry me? Yes, yes, yes! Let's get out of here. Come to Indiana's premier venue. Come to the farm. Come see all the wildlife. Come to White Oak Farm Venue in Michigan City, Indiana. 
Come to our 80-acre sanctuary right off I-94 in Michigan City, Indiana. Come see all we have to offer from two brand new Amish-built barns with climate control. Come see the ponds with beautiful waterfalls, meadows and wildflowers, and so much more. Come see our secluded venue. After you enter our private road, you'll be in your own world away from it all. With outdoor ceremony spaces, wood-fired pizza ovens, and lots of fresh air. Come enjoy Northwest Indiana's premier wedding venue, where you gather with your family and friends. Stretch your legs and enjoy the most memorable day of your life. Visit White Oak Farm Venue at whiteoakfarmvenue.com or on Facebook slash Instagram. All right, and we're back. And during the break here, our guy Jonathan Duran from the, the Coldwell Banker Real Estate Group has asked me a couple of different questions that he wants to bring up. So we're going to call it Hot Take Wednesday. There we go. What do, what do you want to call it? Hot okay. Take Takes? or? Yep, I got a couple for you. All right, so here we go. So let, let's get it going. Go ahead. Okay. Is Tom Brady staying retired? And if not, where does he come back? If okay, is he okay? We'll start there. Is he is he coming out of retirement? I I don't think he comes out of retirement. Okay, I think he's done. Okay, let's say he does. Where's if he, he going? does come out, of, if he does come out of retirement, I think he goes back to Tampa Bay. Okay, because I think the reason why is this. Uh, I don't know. That's tough. Man. That's that's tough. He, he said an old lineman retire on him. He said AB get kicked out. He said a bunch of uh, Goodwin's probably gone. Yeah, Goodwin's probably gone. That's tough, but I mean, I would love to see it. I would love to see Tom Brady come back. I think if he comes back, he's plug and play San Francisco 49ers. Okay. They one more year for their they get rid of Garoppolo. One right. more year for that guy Trey Lance or what's yeah Trey yeah, Lance yeah. Trey Lance kind of see it from the, from the goat yeah that's a good team that's plug, plug that'd and be play. cool man that'd be good really cool receivers. listen Tom Brady like I learned my lesson like there was one thing the I know like a few of my buddies fucking hate Tom Brady. Like, they can't stand him. Yeah. And I used to be one of those guys. I really did. Yeah. All the way up until that Super Bowl where he came back from 28-3. to three. Yeah. All right. I used to be that guy. Oh, All right. I used to – uh, Dude, yeah. I used to hate him. Yeah. And I remember sitting there at halftime. I was like, it's 28-3. to three. And I called my buddy, who, who's a who's a big advocate of the show here. His name is Joe Buckovich. We call him Sloppy Joe around here. <laughs> All right. My buddy Joe, I called him up. I was like, I was like, do not count Tom Brady out of this game. Yeah. He's like, you're out of your mind. You're fucking crazy. Blah, blah, blah. Do not count him out of this game. Sure, sure, the guy comes back and wins the game. Yeah. You can't count him out. You can't. He's unbelievable, man. Yeah. He's, he's unreal. It'll be interesting to see what he does. I would love second, to see. Second take. Aaron Rodgers back to the Packers. Yes or no? Yes. Yes. Um, Kyler Murray, what the hell is going on there? I don't know what's going on with that. And today, I was, think he stays. Today was even worse because they gave an extension to the GM and Cliff Kingsbury. I saw that. I saw that too. So, like, what is going on with that team? They've done everything in power to do everything right by Kyler Murray. They go out and trade for DeAndre Hopkins. They go out and get another running back. They go out and get AJ Green. Yeah. They go out and get JJ Watt. Like, what is yeah. going on here with Kyler Murray? Why is it is it Kyler Murray? Is it Kyler Murray? <laughs> or is it that he's just a prima donna? Yeah, maybe a little like, bit. Like what what is it? Like do you see the do you see the Cardinals moving on? I don't think so, man. That's your number From one overall pick. Like the coach. So was Josh Rosen. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, geez. So I mean, come on, let's yeah. get real there. So ah. was Josh Rosen. Yeah. I don't think so though. Josh Rosen, I can see. I don't think they go. I don't think they go away from them. 
I think they figure it out. It's just an it's an Aaron Rodgers, you know, drama thing. It'll be interesting. We got a comment here in the chat room. Let's see who it is. My Corona. God, if Brady wins in San Francisco, he obliterates Joe Montana's entire legacy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, well, I mean, listen, listen. Well, <laughs> I don't know if that's true, my Corona, because don't forget that Joe right, Montana, four and yeah, four and zero in Super Bowls, never threw an interception in those games. Right, but then he also goes like, "Hey, Garoppolo, you couldn't do it." Right, and I did they it. have the beef right. from and the and I did it. Yeah. And so, you know what? That's the thing. San Francisco is so close yeah. to being that good of a team. And I know my you buddy. You plug him in. They, right. they, this year's interesting. <clears throat> Our guy Freddie Hubner is a big San Francisco fan. Really quick. I think I got a, I still I think I still got the picture of Fred Hubner here. Let me see if I can pull it up. Yeah, he there him. he is. Yeah. There it is. Fred Hubner in his 49er <laughs> helmet. How awesome is that? We were all drunk sitting in this house. I'm sure, he'd take Tom Brady to start for Yes, I'm year. sure he would. Yes, I'm sure he would. But that that's Freddie. I made him put on the helmet that he has and in his in his in his in his downstairs, which is a fucking it's a monument. Yeah. It's a museum down there, dude. Everything. I mean, posters of like, you know, Ted Williams smokes fucking <laughs> Winston's. You know what I mean? It's like he has like that plaque and shit. That's it's awesome. crazy. But like it's so much it's so fun. But like, yeah, San Francisco is that guy away. It's Jimmy G. And if you look back at Jimmy G, the San Francisco 49ers, yeah, he always has you don't win because of Jimmy G. Right. But you do lose, lose because of Jimmy G. Right, you could lose. You know what I mean? You can lose because of him. Because he always throws that timely pick oh, God. where it's like, yeah. fuck you, Jimmy. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, are you kidding me? It's one of those things. All it's right. One of those things. John Morant. John Morant. How about that dunk the other night? Fucking MVP, dude. You think so? MVP. My money is going wow. to him MVP. Over Joel Embiid. He is – John Morant has been absolutely lights out. Yeah. He is – Unbelievable, and the Memphis Grizzlies would not be where they're at without John Morant. Oh no way! Ja, did I you mean, see the other night that three sixty spin move against the Bulls? Yes, I actually did. That was ridiculous. He was single handedly just like kind of trying to take that game over, and and without him, and he did. Yeah, career high. And he did. Yeah, he Which did. Then I think he the next night. The next night he scored, dropped fifty two. Yeah, yeah, and then fucking. That dunk that he posterized against the Spurs with. That's on. Uh, in that, did you okay? Did you see the inbound pass before half? Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Okay, the fucking guy is at the other end of the court. Throws. I mean, literally, Nolan Ryan's the basketball <laughs> down court with .04 seconds left on the clock. John. Yeah. All right. John Morant catches the ball, fucking hits it up off to the side of the basket, off to the right of the basket, and nails it. Damn. Fucking nails it for the half, and then it comes out in the second half and dunks over that fucking big gargantuan. You know, yeah. John Morant is Derrick Rose, but a better shooter. Yeah, like, I legit. Agree. I agree. And it, honestly, that's not me saying that. Yeah, that's me quoting our buddy Paul, our mutual friend. Paul. Yeah. All right, Nick and Ivy. What, Paul. Exactly, Nick and Ivy Paul. But I mean, what it boils down to is Paul fucking nailed it. Like that's that's true. the best comp I can give him. Right, he's explosive. He he's is got it all. Yeah. unbelievable. He is hands down my pick for MVP this year. He has been lights out. He has been unbelievable. We got another comment here in the comment section. We got Mike uh, Fio. Uh, I'm gonna fuck that up, Mike. It's Mike Fiorella. He's on the team. Mike, he's on Fi- Jeff and Mike Fiorella. Are the White Sox ever gonna find a second baseman? Well, you just gave us your second baseman. <laughs> so you just gave us uh, Nicky Madrigal. You gave us Nicky two strikes. Uh, They'll find a second baseman. So I, that was going to be my last one was a White Sox question. If we play baseball. Which we will eventually. Yes. 
how do you how do you see that with the White Sox? I mean, they're they're close. I think they got to figure a couple things out, but it's they're close, uh, man. The White Sox are like tough. look at the look at the Braves, man. I mean, I guess right. any, anybody can win, right? Right. With, with like how that all played right. out. The, the, the Braves, the Braves got hot at the right moment, and that's you know. I think we, we were. I think the White Sox were a little wore out at the end of the year. Not just wore out, but they didn't. They weren't. Their, their starting pitching didn't have the depth. Yeah, is what boiled down to the White Sox demise this off this postseason. Right. Are you a Giolito gets smacked around for less than two innings in two games? You had their starters you didn't know, go they, anywhere. They, exactly. And that's you know that's something that comes with experience and also getting the nerves out, shaking it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was a good question by Mike though because they was. do need to figure that out. They do. And you traded it away to try to go for it, Craig Krimble. Right. Yeah. So okay, Krimble, and you also have um, the dude from Seattle, the closer from Seattle. Well, we got him now, right? Well, when they, you had him last year too. What the hell is his name? I'm uh, Colome. Colome. The fuck is his name? That was the year before. You still have them, though, don't no, you? No, he's no? with the yeah, Twins right. last year. All right. Well, it, 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 it's, so they, they, that was pretty much um, how Ryan – we got the guys, two guys from the Cubs. Tapera, Ryan Tapera. Tapera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's, it, it, the White Sox are there, man. The, the, the thing that I could say negative about them. the White Sox, this is the thing that I could say negative about the White Sox, is that they have a team full of DHs. <laughs> they do. They do. They do. They do. And, and, you, and in the playoffs, you have to be able to pitch. You have to be able to pitch. Right. Exactly. And you got – I mean, yeah, hitting the ball is fucking fantastic. Right, but you're Good not going to stay hot. You can't – Exactly. Hitting-wise. I'm, I'm one of those guys that hitting is contagious. Yep. I, you always see that guy. Look at the old five White Sox. Jeff Blum hitting the fucking homer. Scott but those guys pitched out of their mind. Exactly. The pitching was there. The White Sox this year – and granted, it, that was 2005 – this year was 2021. It's a 16 year difference. Right. All right. And the game has changed dramatically over that 16 year span. Where starters, if you get them through one time through the order, you got to yank them out at this point. Right. All right. Back then, you can leave Mark Burley in for six for innings because he fucking battles it. <laughs> yeah. You can leave El Duque in there, or Sweaty Freddie Garcia in there for seven and a third. Right. You know, that, that shit changes over the time. The Sox don't have that guy that can really battle it out. They they're not built off that pitching staff. They're not built off what those old guys have. Like those old when I mean old guys, I mean those old veterans that grew up in that time term. Like that time term of pitchers like Justin Verlander, yeah, Clayton Kershaw, John Lester. A guy that can go out there and give you fucking six and battle it out. I think we thought we had that with Lance Lynn, and then it was and just he, like he oh, he's the playing close, the Astros. Yeah, and I'm that was so like glad that thing. you said that because yeah. Lance Lynn is that guy that can give you that. Right, he's that guy that Tony Larusa can count on, but not against the Astros. Not against the Astros. Yeah, and the Astros. Listen, yeah. the Astros fucking bop, dude. Yeah, I mean they really do. They bop. But yeah, what I expect from the White Sox again this year, I think it's going to be a tighter race once baseball does kick off. It's going to be a tighter race. We saw the Twins fall off big time last year. We saw the Royals, I mean, be the Royals. But the team that's going to be surprising, and we saw the in, uh, hold on, what are they called now? Oh, I don't Spiders, know. Commanders, Guardians. 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 The Commanders is the, the Commanders uh, is the Washington Reds. football yeah. team. Yeah. Which they should have just kept that the fucking same, too, by the way. They should have just left that alone. Yeah. All right. We got another guy. Nobody goes through the lineup three times anymore. Mo Beerman, you're saying exactly what I'm <laughs> preaching, buddy. Yeah. Mo Beerman, this guy's can. I mean, half these guys are putting their closers in on the fourth. Right. I want to yeah. give Mo Beerman a shout out. This guy is like a loyal number one, 12 to two, 12 nice, to two fan. Yeah. This fucking guy is on every single show, commenting every single night. That's awesome. Mo Beerman, thumbs up to you, bud. 
next time I see you, or if we ever meet, I owe you a beer, buddy. All right. But with the White Sox. With that the, name, I think he'll appreciate Mo that. Beer, yeah, I think so. I think so. But, like, legit, though, you're going to see that the Guardians may pick up a little bit here. They were injury-plagued last year a little bit. But the team I think the White Sox really got to worry about, and this is me saying this now, on March 2nd, 2022, the don't Detroit say, Tigers. Yeah, I don't know about that. I'm telling you, man. Dude, they are, they are so young, and they got so much talent. So much talent in pitching, hitting. That team is – and they didn't play half bad last year. I think Mike Fiorella will tell you that, too, because he, he had something to say about you. that. The Detroit Tigers, they're, they're going to be a hot team, man. They're going to be a hot team. Mo Beerman says, thanks, guys. Thank you, Mo Beerman. You're the man. But, yeah, no, it's nope. – it's, it's one of those. It, it's one of those teams that can be sneaky good and fuck everything up this year. Yeah, those were my those were my hot takes. All right, because I didn't want to talk Blackhawks. I don't want to talk Blackhawks either. That's we'll just, just we'll say that's that going to piss me off. Yeah. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna we're, we're gonna be having uh, we're gonna be talking Blackhawks here in the next couple of weeks. I got a couple of Blackhawks guys coming on. Yeah, I'm gonna so it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Mike Fiore, <laughs> there you go, there you go. <laughs> Surprise AL team yeah. Tigers. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, guys, each and every single week here at the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show, we do a thing called Tish, T-I-S-H, not shit, not S-H-I-T. It's called Tish, and it means today in sports history. All right, what Jim Ahern learned to spell him like, what did I do? I didn't do nothing. Shut up, Jim Ahern. I don't know what you're talking about. I think about. he's talking about the other mic. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. All right, but anyways, we do a thing here called Today in Sports History, and today... We got some really cool events that happened. So I want to play that for you guys. And here we go. Sports history, there are records that are made to stand the test of time, and there are records that are meant to be broken. From hits, home runs, wins, and steals, to goals and assists and gold medals, passing yards, touchdowns, to receptions, dunks, points, rebounds, all with the same ultimate goal. That ultimate goal is being a winner and being a champion. This is the day in sports history. All right, guys. So today in sports history, there's a lot of good events that had happened. And again, this is all brought to you by onthisday.com. Amazing website to find a bunch of cool shit that happened on this day. It's so, so cool. But we're going to go back and forth. John and I, he's been a part of the show the entire night. It's been a lot of fun yeah, having you on great, here, man. Thanks for it's having me. A lot. It's been a great time. I appreciate it. So, but uh, here we go with the first one. Today in sports history on 1962. Philadelphia 76ers center Wilt Chamberlain scores 100 points. It's the most ever by an NBA player in a single game. It was against the Warriors in a win, 169-147 over the New York Knicks in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Is that what it is? (laughs) 
36 of 63 from the field, 20 to 32 from the free throw line. Those fucking guys shot 32 free throw attempts, man. Dude, good points. lord, 100 points in a game. That will never be touched. Yeah, that'll never be touched. That'll never be touched. Kobe though, came close. Though the scores are going way up. That'll yeah, that'll never be touched. Okay, if you could if you could place a bet on one guy that can do it, who would you do it? Who would you who would you place it on? Oh my god. It can't be LeBron, right? No. No. He's too old. No, if Jordan can't do it, no one can. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> good way to go off. Here you go, John. Here's a good one for you. So in 1966, the Blackhawks right wing Bobby Hall becomes the first two-time 50-goal scorer when he strikes in five. Wait. He strikes in a 5-4 win. Oh, against the, the Detroit Red, Red Wings. Yeah. I wonder if there was a couple fights in that game. I'm sure there I, was. I bet there was. Yeah, there's, the, there's definitely the, the – All right, so first two-time 50-goal scorer. First two-time 50-goal scorer, Bobby Hall, in 1966. Damn. That's pretty crazy, right? Yeah. And you know what's – a lot of goals. That's, I mean, it's a shit back goals. in the day. 100 goals in two seasons? That's crazy. That's wild. That's nuts. That's it's crazy. Another did good you, one. Hey, did you see that? Was that would that be his son? Brett Hall? No, Bobby Hall. Then did you see they kicked him off as an ambassador? Yes, I did. I, yeah. No, that's that's the same Bobby Hall. They yeah. Kicked. Okay. We're not talking Blackhawks talk, but that's a Blackhawks yeah. talk segment all that right, we will right, discuss. Right, well, also in 1966, John Bellevue scores his 380th NHL career goal when Montreal ties Toronto three three. And moves him ahead of Ted Lindsay into the number three spot of all time behind Gordy Howe and Maurice the Rocket Richard. That's a good one, guys. That's a really good one. John, here's another good one for you right here. So another 1969 Boston center Phil Esposito becomes the first player in NFL history to record 100 points in a season when he scores two in the third period goal. Two or third period goals. That's, that's crazy, man. A lot of NHL talking. I know it's it's not late in the season. Right now for NHL, yeah. I mean, there's still a lot of time to go. Yeah. But 100 points by this time in 1969, you're fucking putting up points, man. Yeah, you're rolling. I mean, what, what is yeah. the goalie at that point? A stick figurine? I mean, what are you doing? Are they even wearing hey, no masks? masks? So I think I mean, they were just getting good out of the way. Good Lord, man. Good Lord. This is another good one here. In 1986, Edmonton's Finnish right winger, Yari Curry, scores two goals, including the overtime winnie, to, to lead the Oilers in a 2-1 win over the Philadelphia Flyers, who I hate. Yari Curry has 100 points for the fourth straight season. Wow. 100 points. With Yari Curry. WG. Listen, Yari Curry was part of those old Edmonton other teams where there was like Mark Messier, Wayne Goretzky. Yeah. Like, those, I mean, Yari Curry is very underrated. Yari Curry was a fucking stud. I don't know how you back. said that right. What, Yari Curry? I would have been like, Dude, Yari. No, I'm a big time puckhead. I'm a big time puckhead. <laughs> this is a good one for you here, man. Check this one out. All right, so in 1989, the New York Mets stars Keith Henderson and Daryl Strawberry. Keith Hernandez. Oh, Keith Hernandez and Daryl Strawberry. I know right. that name. Come on. Famously near come to blows in front of the reporters and a TV crew at spring training. And the, if you look, I this remember up, this. If you look this up on well, YouTube, not literally. I was <coughs> one, yeah, we, we but we've I seen, was not even. Yeah, yeah, I was. I don't think I wasn't even one. I, I wasn't even one yet. I was a couple days away from my birthday. Yeah. All right. But yeah, no, you could look this up on YouTube and Daryl Strawberry looks like he's gonna rip Keith Hernandez's fucking head clean off of his shoulders. Yeah. And you know, a lot of a lot of people say a lot of people that I've talked to, I'm not gonna drop names or name drop or anything like that, but a lot of people have said to me in this field of doing the podcast and stuff like that, 
that Keith Hernandez is a complete prick. Like he, <laughs> they, they, like he's just a fucking asshole. Yeah. And like from what I've seen of him on like like the 1986, it's 86, 86 documentary of the New York Mets and stuff like that, he seems yeah. like a nice guy. I don't, I don't believe it hmm. sometimes. Hmm. Here's another good one. Oh, today in sports Hall. history. Speaking of Bobby Hall, his son in 1991, Brett Hall becomes a 70 goal scorer for the second straight season and has three assists to help the Blues earn a 4 4 tie against, again, one of my least favorite teams on the planet, the Philadelphia Flyers. He finished the season wow. with the NHL career best 86 goals in a season, guys. 86 goals. Good day. In the hall blood. Line. Yeah, good day in the hall blood. Line. They're probably yeah. drinking tonight too. I would imagine so because Bobby so. likes to put it back. Yeah. Bobby likes to put it back big time. Bobby likes to put it back. Here's another hockey one for you, John. There you go. All right. So in 1993, Mario Lemieux, this is kind of a sad one, undergoes his 22nd and final radiation treatment for John Hopkins lymphoma and then joins, joins the Pittsburgh Penguins in Philadelphia. Yep. And has a goal and assist in a 5-4 loss to the Flyers. So I got something to say about this, man. This is legit. 1993, this 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 one meant a lot to me. Because in 1993, I remember when Mario Lemieux came back to Chicago here at the United Center. Sure. It was after they had closed down Chicago Stadium. And I, my brothers and I, we went to that game. Okay, awesome. like It was all of us. When Mario Lemieux came back, we went We're to that. Going. We did yeah. not fucking miss it, right? Mario Lemieux had two goals and two assists and a fucking 5-2 win over the Blackhawks. And it's like the guy didn't even miss a beat. He was out for a year and a half. A year and a half. Yeah. Right, and comes back and lights the fucking Hawks up with ease. And that's the team with Ronick, Savard, fucking Chelios, yeah. Eric Weinrich, Suter, all those cats. That was a good team. And he lit them up. It wasn't even fucking fair, dude. Mario Lemieux, honestly, if he awesome. did not get sick, may be the greatest of hockey player time. of all time. Yes. Yes, for sure, for sure. We got a couple other ones here. Let's see here. Uh, there was one other one that I wanted to see. Here we go. This is a good one. Go yeah, ahead, John. John. Okay. 2004, Indianapolis Colts signed quarterback Peyton Manning to a seven-year, $98 million deal with $34.5 million signing bonus. Largest package to date. In NFL, that's history. crazy. Can you imagine thirty-four point eight million dollars, thirty-four point five million dollars signing bonus? No, but I'd love to sign the yeah. dotted line. Because <laughs> well, okay, so what would you do with thirty-four and a half million dollars? Oh man, bull buy real estate, obviously. Yeah, well, <laughs> see, you're you're uh, you're an upstanding citizen. I'd yeah. be dead in a week. <laughs> I'd be dead by Saturday. Yeah, today's one. I'd be dead by Saturday. It'd be a yacht. Bitches and blow. Yeah, you'd be trying to drive the yacht after all this. Yeah. It'd be it'd be a yacht blow, you know, boobies and the booze the whole night. I'd be dead in a week. I'd be dead in a week. <laughs> and we got one other one here that we got to go to, and this is a good one here. I like this. In 2012, the NFL established the existence of a bounty program at the New Orleans Saints, yeah. 2009 through 2011. Players given incentives to injure the opposition. Coach Sean Payton was suspended for the whole entire 2012 season. So, guys, there we go. That is today in sports history. Another crazy day. Crazy day in today in sports history. A lot of cool shit that happened. A lot of hockey talk, which is cool because, you know, as much as the Blackhawks suck, I still like watching hockey. Right. Um, but it, it's hard to get into it, man. It's hard to get it's, into it when you're well, when, I mean, we had the glory days, man. Glory days. <laughs> 
<laughs> we had the glory days. We so did. it's really hard. Right. It, it, it is tough, man. Like I said, we will be talking more puck. I'm going to try and get Scott Powers on with us here in the next couple of weeks. Cool. I'll I'm be gonna, commenting on that show. Yeah, Scott Powers great, dude. I'm going to try and get Pat Boyle on. Jim Cornelison has been on the show a few times with us here at 1252. Cool. Have him come on and talk. Buck, he's the guy that sings the national anthem. Jim Cornelison is one of the coolest people I've ever met in my life. By the way, guys, you guys want to do a cool hashtag, hashtag Jim Cornelison for next Super Bowl for the national anthem. That's the, that's the hashtag that you guys got to do. Yeah, cool Cornelison for Super Bowl. That's what you got to do. So on that note, guys, we're getting the fuck out of here. We've already run yeah, late. Go home, man. Yeah. I got to make myself another drink, and I got to take a piss. So, guys, <laughs> we're out of here. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's been a great time. Thank you again to all of our amazing sponsors that helped us out tonight. Nick and Ivy Brewing Company, Jonathan Darren and the Coldwell Baker Real Estate Group, the Megaplex out in Homer Glen, August Dozer, Susie Sheehan, Mark Berardi, White Oak Farm Venue, the Cupcakery Bakery, the Shack, the whole nine. Thank you guys so much. I really do appreciate you guys because without you guys, we are not able to do this show. So on that note, guys, we are out of here. I will see you guys next week. Make sure you guys tune in the rest of the week. We got Bear Fans with a Brain coming up tomorrow night. We also have Friday nights. We have uh, Harry the Greek. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Hopefully, he can give us some NCAA picks. He's been a little stressed out. Works been kicking his ass. And then Saturday night, Saturday we got Mike on the mic. Sunday, no David Schuster, but we do have Jacob Charno coming back with uh, the the Hard Count Football Podcast. So make sure you guys take care, stay stay tuned, and don't forget we also have our newest show, the Three Shots Podcast. On 12 to 2. It's not sports, guys. It's just dick and fart jokes. That's all it is. And they're awesome. So make sure you guys stay tuned to that. And we will see you guys next week. You guys take care. Until then, peace out see and go 12 to 2. Thank you for listening to 1252 Sports Chicago.